listening to. Hey, he said I could do it this time. Look, do you want to fight or would you rather combine forces and push the big guy out together? Take him out. Okay. okay. Jinx, 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 how wacky. You're listening to Jeff Lax Live with our dead Jeff Lax on the legendary Zev Brenner Talk Line Network. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? What? Just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. Talking news with views so his ratings don't dive. It's the moment you've waited for. Here comes Jeff Black's live. The left really hates him and he's ready to fight. But the joke's on them because so does the right. Here comes Jeff Black's live. You can't top him. Don't try to stop him Here comes Jeff Lacks Live Pump up the sound The man has been found Here comes Jeff Lacks Live And happy Festivus, everybody! Welcome to Jeff Lacks Live, December 23rd, 2021. It is Festivus! Happy Festivus! We'll have the airing of the grievances later. I don't know why our song didn't fade in. It's just kind of cut out. That's not supposed to happen. Mr. Cruz on the other side of the glass is in charge of that, so very disappointing. But we have a power-packed show for you tonight. We got Zalmi Silver after the break. We're going to talk to him about the case today, which heartbreaking to me. I mean, I just feel absolutely terrible for Kim Porter. I mean, listen, yes, she did something horrible by mistake, by mistake, and someone died. It is terrible, a a tragic, terrible tragedy. But she has to live with that. You know, that alone to me is suffering enough. No one's going to ever want to be a police officer. Who's going to ever want to be... Now, again, there are no words to express how horribly she screwed up with the wrong, you know, using the real gun instead of a taser. That is horrific. Literally a murderous mistake. But she did not mean to do it. She was yelling, taser, taser, taser. I feel horribly for her. She should be sued. The police department should be sued And the victim's family should get a lot of money and no, that doesn't bring them back. But for her to go to jail for up to 15 years, now I know she's not going to serve that long. Probably more likely four or five or six or seven years. But my goodness, I mean, that is is a lot for me, put her to prison for so many years. I I think, and and you know what else? And we'll talk about this more a little bit later. You know what? I'll I'll get into a little bit later, but I thought couple of things that happened with that jury were absolutely fascinating and really very disturbing too. 
We'll talk about that later. We're also going to talk about the YU basketball team. What Break up YU basketball. Yeshiva. 50 straight wins. Ryan Terrell. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, maybe it's, can we move them to Division 2? That's amazing. That's just an unbelievable story. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Jewish current. Jewish Currents, sorry, the communist Jewish uh, magazine that you've probably never heard of, but who apologized for putting in a, a contest ad for a trip to Israel in there. Very nice. Jewish Currents. And we'll talk about all this stuff, and we'll have Zalmi Silver up right after this. Hi, I'm Zach Lacks. My dad hosts this show, but I'm the brains behind the operation. Good news. If you want to be a radio star like me, we've got open lines. Give us a call at 646 646- Nine two six four six nine nine. That's six four six nine two six four six nine nine. Tell them you know me. You'll get right on. This is Jeff Black's live. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. You're listening to Jeff Lax live. We'll find out Jeff Lax on the legendary Sevenners Talkline Network. <laughs> And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. We're back. You're listening to Jeff Lax Live on 620 AM WSNR. And as always, streaming on TalkLineNetwork.com. You can tweet the show at Jeff Lax Live. And our call number is 646-926-4699. 646-926-4699. I have with me a former radio host and maybe future radio host, Zalmi Silver. We're going to talk about a couple different issues. Welcome to the show, Zalmi. Is that is that a job offer? Mate, well, I mean, I guess it depends on how this goes. Oh boy, it's a lot of you know, pressure. We, All we, right. we got to take things slow, okay? I mean, you're the kind of okay. guy that goes on a first date and you're like, where is this going? Uh, I can't answer that as my parents might be listening. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you can't. We haven't even done anything yet. So, you know, hold your roll, my friend. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, you are a prolific social media poster. Is that accurate? That would be extremely accurate. Okay, good. And you're very opinionated. Is that accurate? Also extremely accurate. God, I feel like I have um, you on the stand. Exactly. I think anybody that would know me, those would be the first two things that they would use to describe me. A very opinionated social media personality. All right. Well, let's go. Okay. Well, let's get to a serious case that happened today. So the Kim Porter verdict, she she was the police officer of those who are not up on the news from today, who uh, grabbed her grabbed her actual gun instead of the taser. She thought it was taser. Uh, most of you have probably heard the audio. She was yelling taser, taser, taser. And she shot shot um the uh i guess somebody who was uh, in a car trying to possibly get away and she was on trial for uh, two counts of manslaughter and she was convicted earlier today 
of both counts and you thought the verdict was correct so tell me why yes so first of all before anything i just want to let you know that i regret that i missed my chance to discuss the uh, rittenhouse trial because i had a lot to say about that and probably more about that than this that was a much bigger much bigger trial and more uh more people knew about it it was definitely being discussed more so in the future we'll have to make sure we uh we don't we miss can any do that we can do that but let's let's do the yes. quarter one okay. first and so, we have some time we'll get to abso- absolutely so basically it's like this when i first heard of the situation i didn't realize that she was a 25 year veteran of the force i thought she was a rookie it was her first week all this police defunding and they hire any any moron off the street to do the job i figured okay she was her first week she didn't know what she was doing fine you know i, I was going to be a little bit more lenient lenient on her now i actually watched a lot of the trial um i watched her reaction i will tell you this from the bottom of my heart unless she's the world's best actress right she definitely feels regret she definitely didn't mean to do it she broke down in a very emotional way when she was recounting what happened i think she definitely 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 did not mean to do it yeah that being said when you're a 25 year veteran of the force you have a responsibility to the citizens of the people of, of this of whichever whichever county you're sworn to protect you have a responsibility that when you're reaching for your gun to your taser, you better know the difference before you pull that trigger. Now, it's very important to note that two wrongs don't make a right here. Now, what's what's his name? Dante Wright. Um, What he did, I'm not going to say it justifies him being shot, obviously, because what he did doesn't deserve to be shot. But if he would have just not resisted arrest and not not have been a criminal to begin with, um, none of this would have happened, obviously, because everything would have went down peacefully i saw the video he was struggling he was trying to you know break into the car again and and, and run away possibly run over officers i don't know what the protocol is i don't know maybe they did have the right to use deadly force i don't know the law but i do know that if for whatever the reason is it required her to use her taser and she didn't and she shot him to death so while I'm not exactly mourning his death, because like I said, he's not exactly an upstanding citizen and this all could have been avoided if he would have just not been uh, struggling with them and trying to resist arrest, you can't let a 25-year veteran of the force get away with accidentally shooting somebody with a gun. Um, and I think manslaughter was the right charge. Again, we're not talking about homicide. We're not talking about any of that. It's manslaughter, which is accidental. And... I think that's exactly what this was. So this and, is someone, uh, though, who's 49 years old. Mm-hmm. She has a spotless record. She's never had a single exactly. complaint filed against her. And she's so that's, not, and she that's could, the point. She, she could, didn't do it on purpose. She didn't say, do it on purpose. But I just want to respond to what you said about it not being murder. She exactly. Still, she could go to jail for 50, up to 15 years. I mean, that's, that's what the, the law is for manslaughter. I, again, I don't think they should give her the full sentence. I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't I think mean, they she even sentenced yeah, her yet. She won't get the full sentence, but I'm just Correct. saying. But I think a manslaughter charge was the right charge because that's exactly what manslaughter is when you accidentally kill somebody due to negligence um <laughs> i can't think of a more a more clear-cut case honestly you reach for your taser and you shot somebody and whoops it was a gun again if it was her first month on the job i would be a little bit more lenient but she's a 25 year veteran of the force how, you, you know how do you make a mistake like that and it's a mistake that cost someone his life uh, regardless of the situation now again like i said before i'm not mourning his death um he he definitely put himself into this situation the general rule is if you don't want to get accidentally shot by the police don't resist arrest while you're committing a crime and you'll probably be fine but if that's not what was supposed to happen and the situation calls for a taser and she pulled out a gun and shot him 
well, that's manslaughter, and I don't really see how anybody could disagree with it. So if you were on that, it sounds pretty certain that if you were on that jury, you would have also uh, 100%. convicted him. Okay. I would have, like I said, I would definitely suggest a very minimal sentence because I don't think it was on purpose, and I think it was a horrible mistake, and I saw, I watched it with my own eyes as if I was a juror. She broke down, either she's Meryl Streep's competition, or she felt very, 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 very sorry, and she definitely did not do it on purpose. So, I mean, clearly she didn't do it on purpose, and clearly she regretted it. Well, that's it. not what a lot of people were saying, because when this whole thing first started, oh, she's white, and of course it's a racial thing, she's white and he's black, and it was her chance to try to kill her, you know, because like, everything has to be racialized by all these race hustlers that we have in this country. I don't think that's what happened at all. But at the end of the day, a human being is dead because of a police officer's negligence, and they're held to a higher standard than you or me, because we're not train you know we're not trained law enforcement agents so let me ask you a question then do you think this would have been different if she would have been charged differently or not charged at all or the jury would have found differently if she was also black um honestly this is a tough question because what i believe in my head and heart are different because we live in the most deranged country in the world where everything has to be racialized all things being equal i would love to say absolutely not it shouldn't make a difference because Everything should be colorblind, but because of the way things are in this country, it definitely didn't help her case that she was white. And or was what black. if the victim was white? Does that then change? I, I, it, it wouldn't even have been on the news, and nobody would even know either of those two people's names. Right. Honestly, that's probably I, that's probably <laughs> Look, true. People, people, you know, you know what bothers me so much about this whole police thing? You know, police shoot black people. They're literally stacked that they keep. They literally stacked out there for anybody with a brain to look at. That will actually show you that the numbers are not even close that a more percent a higher percentage of white people get shot in interactions with the police than black people right and yet even though these statistics are right in front of their face because we're dealing with deranged leftists um it doesn't matter the stats the facts don't matter they'll still make anything racial so if you walk to any person in the street and ask them uh so do the police ever shoot people they have no idea that this is a pretty regular occurrence in a country of 300 million people Plenty of people of all races are getting shot by the police on a daily basis. The only ones that make the news, because they know that it will, it will bring in headlines, it will bring in viewers, and CNN, you know, gets a hard-on whenever they hear about this. If it's a white officer and a black person, now it's news, even though this only, is a very common occurrence. Not only that, Zami, but a lot of times, and I don't have the data in front of me, but I think most times, I believe, when a black person is shot by a cop, it's usually to protect other black people. Black on that black also, crime. That's also another thing. So, exactly. that's, so that's another part of it, too. But I want to let me get back to the situation, though, because I, I wanted to ask you sure. something else about it. So listen, I, I actually I don't agree with you about the verdict. I think that had this happened pre-mob era, we live in a very mob-based society now, and you, you probably heard, if you, if you saw the verdict today, you heard the mob yeah, yelling yeah. and screaming. I, and I heard. Cheer. I don't know why I anybody heard. would cheer. It doesn't bring back Dante Wright, right? Exactly. So, uh, because so this cheer, is how we are as a country. So, Again, you're talking to somebody who's very fair and non-racially biased and likes to th- see things from a logical, clear perspective. So I my just ideas think, versus reality are different. So tell me if you I disagree. would love to... Tell me if you disagree with me. I don't think... I don't disagree at all. Well, I didn't say... I I didn't make my point, though. Tell me, because I don't think 10 years ago she would have been charged even with a crime. Do you you think I'm wrong? I mean, you think she should have been convicted, so maybe you disagree with that. Honestly, if the exact same situation was presented to me 10 years ago, I would say the same exact thing. No, I know you would, but do you think she would have been charged? Do you think that... I, I... 
don't know. And it's a very but scary notion that, to think that. Even the fact that, that exactly. you're not sure is, exactly. in, is, is interesting. It's a scary notion. It's yes. a scary notion. The fact that there's outside influence in a case like this, right. it, it's not how our justice system is supposed to be. And um, by, the I way, don't know. by the way, Zombie, what about the fact that the jury originally sounded like they were a hung jury? And somebody right. changed their mind. We know that pretty much for sure. Yeah, I, I hear. Isn't that kind of disturbing? You have at least it one is. juror who that's did not want to convict her. That's 100%. And that's what bothered me about the Rittenhouse trial, too, is that these people were dealing with, with people who don't care about justice. They care about their agenda, whether the facts be damned. And if the jury dares goes against them, these people are going to dox them and ruin their lives. And they won't even blink about it. And we're talking about people who have to worry about their family's safety, their own safety. At the end of the day, thank God it worked out for Rittenhouse because, you know, anybody, I don't understand how a, how a sane human being, even the New York Times literally wrote up an article a year ago explaining in clear detail, step by step, how exactly it was 100% self-defense. And yet it still had to go to trial. We still have to do this whole I'll, you know what, Zombie, I'll, I'll let you do Rittenhouse. Yeah. Let me just do one last yeah. question. Yeah. On one last question, sure. on Porter, because I found this fascinating. I don't sure. know if you heard this part. But at the end, after the, uh, sorry, while the verdict was being read, one yeah. of the jurors was crying. Did you hear that? I did not. What do you think of that? Um, that's, that's tough, especially because I just heard about this a second ago. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be that she felt like she was coerced into ruining this woman's life because she felt pressure from people and she's crying about that. I, I don't know. It could be she feels like, you know, she helped, she helped give justice to the poor innocent man who was shot, and maybe she was crying out of emotion. I, I have no idea. Well, we know one thing it. for sure. We know that every jury in the end voted to convict her, and we know yep. this juror was crying about it. Yep. So it can only mean one thing. It was a very, very hard yes. decision for her. For, for yes, her, of course. We have somebody's uh, life on the line here. And they weren't Absolutely. sure. And, and I, to me, that is a huge... Listen... If I am the defense, I want to know why the hell that juror is crying. And it's it to me yep. it's highly relevant. Highly relevant. Well, again, it's a very emotional thing for an average person to that's pulled off the street who's probably, you know, a retired school teacher or something to have somebody's life being, you know, decided by their decision. I, I again I, I don't know why, but I could certainly see how it could be a variety of things. All right, so, go go on written house. Go say what you want to say on written house. Well, no, I mean, again, it just, it, that, I'm just so happy that it, that turned out the way that it did, because, uh, again, honestly, any, any person who was unbiased and didn't have some sort of agenda and just saw the facts, again, I don't know why people have such a hard time with facts, just because it goes against what they want the facts to be, it, it was like as clear as day, they, they had the freaking, they had the freaking guy that he shot on trial saying he only shot me once i raised my gun like this is one of those moments that you see that you see in like movies where the whole you know the whole uh, courtroom goes <gasps> and like it was one of those like moments where like you know that's like the, the the grand finale of some court case drama it was like he literally admitted that the guy only shot him after he raised his own weapon at him the trial's over at that point as far as any normal person is concerned and yet even with all the facts and evidence staring at them in the face People are still like, nope, nope, he was shot them because I, I don't even understand how. Somehow, something to do with white supremacy, I, I, I rack my brain to try to understand how a white person shooting other white people with white supremacy. No one's really gotten back to me on that one yet. But apparently he is, uh, he's basically Hitler and he is the head of the KKK and 
it doesn't matter if there's any stats or facts or evidence to support otherwise their decision was made in their head and nothing will sway their mind well we've gotten uh, to the point disturbing we've gotten to the point where uh, larry elder was called the white supremacist exactly so i mean Uh, it's like you know these people the fact that we give these people any sort of credibility or a voice and and a platform it, it just disturbs me on a human level because you know we're calling black people white supremacists like i don't even know what to say anymore like uh, i don't it sounds like we're living it sounds like it sounds like we're like i don't know it's like saying the sky is green like what do you say what do you say you just do you just nod and right. smile and just say yeah absolutely and you you know you think to yourself if only this was 20 years ago you know uh vans with people with white coats probably would have taken these people away uh, to some insane asylum, but now they have you know a presence on Twitter and their voice matters. So, yeah, it's uh, it is scary. And but I, I, but yeah. but but here's the scary part: it's, and we're not talking about some nut leftist on Twitter. We're talking about the mayor of New York, who right. after a trial where they literally established in the trial he did not cross state lines with his gun. It was literally like on record. It, there, it, it was never any question of that. That was a completely false narrative made up by somebody. And right after that, right after the trial was done, you have the mayor of New York, the mayor of the largest city in America. Again, not some, he is a leftist nutbag, but I'm saying not just some lunatic purple-haired idiot on Twitter. You have the mayor of New York saying, how do we let a guy who let who brought a gun across state lines get away with this. And, and literally, I hope they sue the living pants out of him for, 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 for libel and for defamation. I hope so. He's an idiot because he's going to get sued, I hope. But, like, how is that possible that, that, like, we just heard with our own with our own eyes and ears that that's not the case. We have the information, and the mayor of New York decided that that, that information isn't relevant and is just going to open his mouth and start talking about something completely different. It's just... It's baffling. It's baffling to me how they get away with something like this. It's just, it bothers me on a human level. Well, like, I, th- I, I don't mean, know what to make of it. Rittenhouse is going to be a very, very wealthy man. Oh, I man. hope so. He will. I hope so. He I will. heard he got, yeah, he got, he got Sandman's lawyer, I believe. And yeah. Well, you compare what happened to, to him compared to Sandman. It's not even close. Oh, it's, it's not even close if, at all. Sandman, the, worst, the worst Sandman did was, yeah. was, was wink at somebody or whatever the heck yeah, he did. They're, they're going to own mean, CNN by the time it's done. I, I, I hope so. Now, I don't know about suing de Blasio or Biden. And very tough because they have immunity. There is, there is, there are. There's yeah, a lot of it's, immunity it's just, that applies to politicians I, in these. Again, it, it doesn't even bother me on a political level. I don't even care. See, thing is, people think I care about politics. I don't. I care about just using brains and logic to understand things. And naturally, that seems to always tilt in the favor of the right because the left does not tend to use their brain. So when I see a human being who just spent the last month following a trial where they clearly said he did not cross state lines with a gun. And that just went in one ear and out the other, and he just didn't care and just spread that lie to all of his followers. It just bothers me. Like, it's not acceptable. Yeah, I mean, facts are no longer relevant to the radical left. Yeah. That's that's not part Once of the equation. Once their mind is made, once their right. mind is it's made, just, God right. himself could come down from the heavens and say, he did not cross state lines with a gun. It wouldn't matter because well, their mind God, is they made. Would call they God, a white supremac- God would right. be a racist <laughs> white supremacist. I'm sure they do think exactly. God is a racist white supremacist. I mean, exactly. God because set up the is. whole racist system that we have exactly. today. So clearly exactly. he's a white supremacist and a racist. The patriarchy, and, exactly. And, pro- and obviously he's homophobic, right? He's probably so, transphobic also. He has, to, he has to be. I mean, he only, cre- he only created two genders. That's very non-inclusive. Yeah. So, right. I mean, uh, or maybe he didn't. He heard he, it here first. Maybe he included I, all the gen. I don't know what take, he created. 
hot take on the Jeff Wack show. I mean, it's confusing, right? Adam and Eve were probably... God is a racist white supremacist. I mean, he no only other. really created originally Adam and Eve. I believe they were both heterosexual, so that could be non-inclusive. Yeah, so you're right. So there you go. Anything? Wow, it's, it's, it is amazing the rabbit hole we went down in this conversation. Yep. So, what, anything else you have on your mind, or anything else you want to talk about? I have enough on my mind to probably last until the end of okay, time. Well, have to have unfortunately, you back, yes, I would love to be back, and uh, it was a pleasure uh, being on here. And thanks for having me. Well, I and, appreciate uh, it, and we'll and we'll definitely have you back. And and keep, yes. uh, keep listen. A lot of people don't have the courage to voice what you say, so keep doing it. Well, I'm very fortunate because I am self-employed. I don't have to worry about what other people think about me as far as my job security. But I cannot begin to tell you how many people I know who tell me that forget about actually commenting or, or replying to anything I write. They're afraid to even click like on yeah. something that oh, I post. I get it. Less one of their coworkers sees it. And, you know, because they're so tolerant that they'll probably get fired for expressing opinion different than theirs well, because they're very tolerant. The thing is, you say you're self-employed, and so it gives you yeah. liberty. But I know people, I'm thinking of one particular very good friend of mine who's very opinionated in private. He's self-employed, but he's worried it's going to affect his business. Yeah. That well, people most won't, of my customers you know, happen to be uh, of the right-wing variety, so it doesn't affect me well, so Well, you're fortunate in that sense, but not I everyone am. has that luxury, and so I, I definitely am. applaud you. And you are probably <laughs> still cutting off some people who 100%. might otherwise... Oh, I, I 100% have. I, I know for a fact that I've lost customers because they mention my name about you know doing business with me and they go oh i am oh i don't i don't like it right. and that's Facebook. why He's people are scared right. that, exactly. that's why people are scared well I, I commend you for speaking out and voicing your opinion Anytime. and keep doing it and uh, thanks for coming on all right my pleasure i'll catch you next time take care talk line network radio america's longest running jewish broadcast network the voice of the jewish community this is jeff black's live I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. Well, that must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and happy Festivus, everybody. We're back on 620 AM WSNR and streaming, as always, on TalkLineNetwork.com. Our call line is 646-926-4699, 646-926-4699. You can tweet the show at Jeff Lax Live. At Jeff Flax Live. And uh, we got a guest, a friend of the show, Alan Skorsky. Happy Festivus, Alan. Happy Festivus. A question. Did you say halal with or without a bracha today? Or uh, that tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I haven't read Hilchot uh, Festivus yet. Got to do that. I'll tell you why this is one of my favorite episodes because there were so many different aspects to the show. First, you had the um, where George gets a, a, a the the gift card or cards donations made in his honor, which you know I remember <laughs> the human fund, the human what, what, fund. Yes, yeah, 
So I remember when my father passed away a long time ago, people made donations in his honor. And I thought that that is such, you know, it's a nice gift. And George took complete umbrage with it. So he's flipping out these human fun cards. Yeah. Um, and, and then it reminded me of something else of when I was a kid and, you know, today's birthday parties, they bring in circus clowns, they bring in petting zoos and $10,000 birthday parties for five-year-olds. Uh, when you and I were kids, I imagined there was a birthday cake. We played pin the day on the donkey or played baseball in the backyard. Pretty much. But I remember when I was a kid, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. My parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, and so instead of buying gifts for our friends, we would go to our bookshelf and just grab a book, wrap it, put it in a wrapper, and bring it to the party. And then as they would open up all the gifts, they'd see, you know, one kid, you know, gave a football, one gave air hockey, and they'd say, oh, my God, great gift, great gift. Yeah. And then they'd open up our book, and they'd go, oh, a book. Thanks. Thanks, guys. You know, and, of course, we were humiliated, but it was just so funny, and it reminded me of that. And then you've got Kramer, you know, who finds religion with Festivus, but then when his boss won't let him off, decides to sabotage the boiler system. <laughs> How do you go from Rufius to Goshmia so quickly? Yeah. And it was H&H Bagels, and if I recall That's correctly, right. H&H Bagels is one of the premier bagel stores in all of Manhattan. Yes. Yes, that is what it yeah. was. And, and, then there was the, the, and then there was Two-Face, right? Deary's going out to this beautiful yes. girl yes. who, in, in one lighting, is not good. I don't know where that came from. It was very funny, but I never well, we, even, I've had dates I like that. Haven't you had dates like that? No, they they came with one face. It was really? either oh my god when I picked them up on a blind date. Really? Um, when did you ever have a two face date? Oh, my, are you kidding me? I, all the time I used to go on a date, and then one day I'd be like, oh, she's cute, and the next day I would be like, what was I thinking? No, she's not. And then I would have a okay, hard time figuring different. out what to yeah. do the third date, and then the third day would be very interesting. Is she gonna look good tonight? Is she not gonna look good tonight? Very. I had dates like that all the time. So I'll tell you a better story. Um, me and my friends, we grew up in Detroit. Okay, and there are no girls there because they all go to walk. They all come to Stern. So we all have to fly in for a blind date. <laughs> so when you're in your early 20s and you're not really smart, um, we talked to a girl on the phone and we would allow ourselves to fall in love over the phone with a voice. So then we'd fly in, <laughs> go to the, and these were all blind dates. You know, there was no J-date there, there were or, uh, profiles or saw you at Sinai. So you, we fly in, we get there, they open the door and it's like, oh, crap. You know, <laughs> right. I fall in love over the phone. Yeah. I fly in, I get, and also back then there was no ways. So you, you get directions over the phone from wherever you're staying at a friend's house. And especially if you're picking up a girl from Queens where you've got road, avenue, street, and, uh, yeah. Whatever, fourth choice. Oh, my God. Two hours late on a day. You didn't hear my last show, Alan. You didn't hear my last show. Uh, now I know you didn't listen to my last show because I did a whole thing about Queens. I used to do stand-up, and um, when I co-hosted with Erica Shackney, she was from Queens on our first date, our blind date. I had to go to Queens, and I got lost, and I, I talked about her in my stand-up routine, and I played it for her. 
Oh my God. Uh, the worst thing is we didn't have cell phones there either. So now you've got to find a pay phone somewhere. Yeah, which means you've got to try to find a parking spot in Queens, yeah. have quarters in your pocket, and then you have to call 411. <laughs> do you remember calling 411, Jeff? I do. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, there was the fake number, and that's the best. On the, you know, somebody wants your phone number, and you give them a fake phone number. I mean, uh, I never had that happen to me. Did that really happen to you? Never happened to me, but I know people who it happened to. Really? I mean, uh, that never happened to me. I'm not saying I got that many numbers, but no one ever gave me a fake number. Uh, yeah, you know, so it's just, it was funny. And especially, uh, when it, well, whatever it is, it, there was, first Elaine gave it because these creepy guys were bothering her. So how do you get a creepy guy to not bother you? You give him a phone number. Um, you right. know, I've seen, I've seen you know, people my age now, you know, in the, um, oh, how should we say this nicely, in the formerly married world where a girl doesn't want to go out with a guy, but she tries to be nice about it. And instead of him just, gracefully accepting her no thank you it's like they get upset they get angry you're making a big mistake and i'm thinking you know what you should just giving them a wrong phone number and you get out of the mess yeah yeah that that's 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 the corbin of festivus alan i gotta run a commercial but we'll, we'll get back to you right back to you okay sure we'll be right back you're listening to Jeff Lax Live. We'll find out Jeff Lax on the legendary Seven Runners Talk Line Network. Talk Line Network Radio, America's longest running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. This is Jeff Lax Live. All right, we're back on Jeff Lax Live. We're still with Alan Skorsky. Now that was um, that, that. Now John, I know you're calling in. John, give me two minutes, okay? Uh, and please call back because I still have someone else on the line. We'll get to you at ten fifty-two. Uh, so I had to cut you off because I smelled burning in my house, Alan. And then I went out to my hallway and the lights were flashing on and off and I was freaking out. I'm like, what's going on in my house? So I ran to commercial, ran out of the house. I'm like, and then I go outside. It's something from outside. It smell, I smelled burning from outside. And I think it was some kind of transformer must have blown because my lights were going on and off. I can't believe I'm still on the air here. And you found that funny. Why? Yeah, I apologize. I hate to laugh at a friend's expense, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you why. And this is, this is another Seinfeld reference. If you remember the episode when George got a great parking spot in front of the hospital and he's with the gang up, I don't know what floor he's on. He's looking out the window and marveling at his great parking spot. And all of a sudden you see his face expression change. Why is everyone standing around my car? Why is everyone looking right. up? And then the guy jumps and he goes, my car, my car. Yeah. And I'm thinking, here you are. Here you and I are having this very pleasant interview. And you're going, <laughs> my house on fire. My I know. That's what fire. it's true. That's what happened. <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. And I'm thinking, is it? Is it inappropriate to laugh that his house is on fire? It's a little inappropriate. It's a little, yeah, it's a little inappropriate, but I'm happy my house is not on fire, but I still smell the burning. Alan, I love you. We didn't even talk about anything tonight, but we'll we'll have to catch up on that next time, okay? Listen, have a great job, and uh, keep doing the good work. You too, my friend. We'll talk soon. Take care. Take care. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my house is on fire, and he's cracking up. 
Uh, I think everything's okay. I think everything's okay. All right, John, we're ready for you. Call, call on in. John's, my friend John's going to cover YU basketball, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, but here's something that I think you'll enjoy. Right now, Ryan's tied for his career high. We'll see. And, and there it is! Ryan Terrell with a new career high off that three-pointer. He's got 44. He's putting on a clinic. Ryan Terrell pops it again. Whoa! What was that? That was from out of this world. Oh, my goodness. He shot that from Space Jam Planet. Secures it. Heat check. Now Terrell inside, lays it up, and lays it in. There it is. Terrell with 49. The all-time record. I admire what you've seen today. What a performance. Terrell again. There it is. 51 points for Ryan Terrell. This is NBA-S performance. Oh. And timeout is called there. The crowd is on their feet. They are into it. No Aton Halpert. No problem. Ryan Terrell carrying the Maccabees here today. My old law, for, my old law school friend, John. How are you, John? How are you doing, Jeff? What's going on, my man? I, 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 man, I miss your voice. It's been a long time since I've heard your voice. How you doing? You doing good? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I got to wait to hear you on the radio to talk to you, I guess. Okay. I, I okay. mean, what? so what caused you to want to talk to me again is the YU basketball thing. So talk to me. What's going on? You're following YU basketball? This is the number one sports story, without exaggeration, in all of New York. Yeah. The YU Maccabees have more wins than the Jets, Giants, the Knicks, and <laughs> I, I, I don't think... I don't think they've ever had that scenario at this stage. You know, at this stage of uh, any year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's just incredible, absolutely incredible. I mean, the second longest winning streak in Division Three history. That's that's unheard of in in all of college sports. Yeah. Division Three. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really uh, an amazing, amazing story. So, is it all this kid Terrell? What What's it about? Are you following this? Are you watching this? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. I'm a graduate, and uh, you definitely follow. Got why you pride there, sure, absolutely. Uh, no, this kid Terrell had offers from Division One schools. Yeah, even committed at one point to uh, I think it was West Point or Army, um, and then he decided, you know what? I don't think I'd be able to keep up Yiddishkeit if I go to that school. And the only place to really do that is Yeshiva University and play basketball. Yeah, wow. So he did. Um, yeah. I mean, apparently his 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 father had some connection to Kiki Vandeweghe, hmm. who was a former Nick. Yeah, and I believe he was an All Star also, and um, he helped train him out in California. I I heard or read, uh, so that that's kind of interesting. And uh, the amazing part also, it's it's not just Terrell. I mean, there's kind of a homegrown talent from the New York tri-state area um, in Long Island. This kid Gabe Leifer was actually a graduate and. Uh, was able to stay on for another year because they gave uh, they gave kids another year of eligibility. He's in grad school, I understand, and he's just a beast down low. Uh, he, I, I think he's, he's first or second in Division Three in in assists. Uh, he's the he point. He's the point guard, down. right? No, no, no. He's 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 a power forward. Oh, okay. He's he he plays he plays he I plays he down low. Okay. He gets a lot gotcha. of rebounds and a lot of assists. Is the most unselfish player in uh, on the team. They have a kid from Texas uh, who apparently is not from, but is a very proud Jewish guy, uh, an Israeli fellow. 
Pacific Reef. He's like six one. He's a point guard. Uh, I think he's number two in scoring on the max. And uh, you know, he's he's like the Energizer Bunny. He he go, you know runs up and down the court with just a tremendous amount of energy, and he really energizes the crowd. And at six one, he's dunking. I mean, this is also <laughs> probably the tallest. It is probably the, the the tallest lineup why you probably ever had. I mean, they had tall players, uh, you know, back in the day here and there. But I think they're starting five. You know, yes, the point guard of six is you know six one. I mean, they also have this kid that's that, um, Aton Halpert. Also, he's uh, he's also a guard. He's probably six one, maybe six two. I'm not sure. But <laughs> the Terrell's six seven. You know, they have another kid uh, who played Division One basketball, sat on the bench last year, who was also like six seven, and Gabe Leifer, I think, is like six five, six six. I mean, they're 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 huge and good. And what's amazing about their office is, offense is that it's 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 so unselfish. Mm-hmm. They're it's very fluid. They're you know they're lots of passing, and it's just really fun to watch. Where do really you watch, watch these? Where do I mean, you watch these games? How can you get a YU game? Why you max live is is I believe the website. It's a website. You okay. Why you max? Right. Yeah, yeah. Why you? It's a, and um, they have uh, live streaming the games, and it's it's just really really fun to watch. And coming up at the end of the month, they have what's probably going to be their toughest uh, competition. They're ranked the Why you Maccabees are ranked number one in the country, and they're playing I think the number four and number five team in the country um, at home. Who is who is that, John? Which team is that? I think there's some team from Illinois. I'm really not okay. sure, but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't look it up before I called in to it to you. No problem. But, but yeah, they're the number four, number five team in the country, um, which is the high, probably the highest ranked team that they uh, will have played. Uh, you know, on, the, on this run, really, really amazing run. Well, I appreciate your insight is more than anybody else I know, so that's incredible insight. Tell me a little bit about this coach, Elliot Steinmetz. Now, obviously, this is not exactly a full-time job. I looked it up, and he's a lawyer. He's got a law firm. Do you know anything about him? Do you think – does he get a lot of credit I mean, for this? I, 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 does he get credit? What, like CLE credit? <laughs> what <type of> credit? <laughs> no, I mean for the streak CLE credit. Oh, of course, of course, of course. No, he apparently, you know – was uh recruiting and yeah. you know you know Terrell is, is you know his 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 prize yeah. that he, in terms of his pitch you can't really have a, a, a truly orthodox life and, and play college ball without playing at YU right and you know they they have this you know the YU hosts a high school tournament every year it's called the Sarachek tournament it's at uh in the YU gym you know MTA plays and and you know all the you know just a few from the tri-state area play, but they get schools from around the country come in, fly in. It's a big recruiting effort, both for hmm. YU as a school and, um, you know, the creme de la creme, you know, the, the uh, you know, the co- YU coaches, uh, you know, get to see uh, who's potentially, you know, the next Ryan Terrell. Very interesting. So now let me ask, let me ask, you know, sorry, go ahead. Sure. Let me ask you the big. Let me ask you the big question. Where do you think Terrell goes in the draft? That's a good. That that that's a good question. I'm not sure. I don't know. Are we talking um, top three I mean, rounds, or is that crazy? I, I, I don't know. It's not unheard of for a Division three player to or a Division two player to get 
uh, drafted into the NBA. Because he doesn't belong. He doesn't belong uh, in Division Three, right? That's the whole point of what you're saying. He really belongs in Division One. Yes. Yes. So the yes, question that, is: Is he going to get recruited? I mean, people must be noticing him. Oh, for sure, he's getting national attention. For sure, he's getting national attention. Yeah. But um, as far as the, the draft, I, I I don't know. I and mean, frankly, I don't know if I'd wish it on him. Let him play in Israel. You know, yeah. I mean, there are other YU players that have played in Israel uh, before. But I thought he uh, said he wants to be the first Orthodox player in the NBA. I thought he said that. Yeah. No, he, he did. I mean, I, I, I don't know how I, I, I don't know how he can. Do, I, I I mean, I'm dumbfounded how he can do that. I mean, there there are two kids who are two Orthodox kids, including Coach Spinmetz's kid, who were drafted to the major leagues. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. Story. John, that music means we're running out here. I, pre- I appreciate well, you calling in. I'm sorry we had so little time, but that was really incredible and helpful insight. Thank you so much. Nice we'll talk soon, all right, John? Thanks so much for the call. I really appreciate it. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Great job, my friend John. Great job by Alan. Great job by Zalmi. Have a great Shabbat, everybody. We'll see you next week.